Hello there. Welcome to Stick It Out, a podcast about life, caregiving, and sometimes coping mechanisms. I'm your host, Mr. Milton Bananas. I've been the primary caregiver to my wife for about three years now, as we wait for my dear Ethel to be listed for a double lung transplant. Beginning when I was a moody tween, I would do this thing where, after waking up in the oubliette hours both well after nightfall and well before sunup, I would sneak out into the living room where the digital piano was kept. Keeping all of the lights off, the perfect dark serving as both home and vessel, I would just put the headphones on and play. I had no idea what I was doing at first. I'd had no lessons. I didn't know how to play very well at all. Though I could read music, I wasn't following notes on a page. There in the dark, there was no one's idea of what music should be. There was just what I felt translated into sound. Back then, much of what I felt was sadness, which was not something that was okay to express in that house. Humor was okay. Dad could blast just an Oppenheimer of a fart for the camcorder on Christmas Eve, for example. Blind Fury was, for some reason, allowed, but there were some intricate rules that all seemed to favor one particular member of the family. Still, though... If careful, there were times when it was okay. But sadness, sadness was to be kept to oneself. Yes, I was a moody teenager. But yes, there was plenty of cause for my near constant state of melancholy. This solitary, lightless place was the only way I knew how to feel safe and sad at the same time. How to express what I felt in a sort of code. If we want to strip all the magic from it, music is really just cultural ideas imposed over the mathematics of tonality. This is collectively called music theory, but much like the alphabet is unnecessary to a spoken language, you don't need to know one bit of theory in order to make music. Sitting there in the dark on so many long nights, I learned how to express the difference between gloomy, bummed out, crushed, between dejected, downcast, heartsick. It became my coping mechanism for virtually every type of sadness, with the downside being that I have never once written a song that wasn't at least a little bit sad. C'est la vie. Now that I'm a moody grown-up, though being a caregiver there is plenty of cause for my near-constant state of melancholy, well, I'm incredibly grateful for every coping mechanism I have. Caregiving is rocky ground, with little certainty. What stability you have may be progressively stripped away one after the other, financial, social, emotional, physical, and things that used to comfort you can seem hollow, pointless, or counterproductive. A simple news story or a subplot in a sitcom or a meme from a friend, all of these can cause a breakdown with no warning at all. During these past few years as a caregiver, I've gotten back into the practice once again of making these little nocturnes. Back in the day when Ethel and I had expendable income, I bought more instruments and so now there are many more mediums for expression of sound. My favorite, aside from the drum set of course, is my electric 12-string guitar, a reverend airweave if you're curious, and yes, I recommend. The other night, I sat in the bedroom for an hour or so before Ethel came along to get ready for sleep. By this time, 
I had nearly a complete song, something that almost never happens during these little nocturnes, and it was rather bouncier than usual, though still with that trademark bananas melancholy, quite naturally. While she got her pills around and whatnot, I kept playing, eventually finalizing it, well, done enough that it wouldn't pull me out of bed at 2 a.m. at any rate. I decided to play it through one more time, to thoroughly commit it to memory before putting the guitar down. Somewhere in the middle of the first chorus part, Ethel surprised me. She both does and doesn't pay attention when I play, but generally speaking, it's like background noise. This doesn't offend me, for the record. This seems common to musicians and partners of musicians, and easily 90% of whatever I'm playing when I'm just noodling around at home should be ignored. But even if it did bother me, Ethel never complains about all of the drumming I do, so I keep my trap shut about all the noise she can ignore. Anyway, this time, as I was concentrating on hitting the right notes and committing this to memory so hard I'd kind of forgotten where I was and may even have had my eyes closed, I heard Ethel say, with pure sincerity, That is beautiful. <laughs> this messed up my playing, but it was a joy to hear. Because, well, I'd been thinking the same thing. Most of the time, when I do my whole nocturnes thing, the resulting music is pretty, often tragically so, but not cohesive enough to be terribly appealing. This little nocturne had turned into something kind of pretty, and sometimes you just kind of want someone to notice. I didn't stop playing, but I kind of started over again in my head. When I finished, I thanked her for saying what she said. It really did mean a lot to me. We watched Seinfeld while she did her breathing treatment. As she fell asleep, I was already running through how to record the little song I'd just made. And so now, for the first time ever, I'm going to share one of my little nocturnes. I call this Safe in Sound.
Thank you for listening. I assure you that most of my moody midnight music is not nearly so bouncy, nor does my normal vibe scream Renaissance Fair. I think it's a pretty little tune, though, and I hope you enjoyed it. Coping mechanisms are critical. I hope you have a few, and I hope most of them are positive. Whether to take your mind from things, whether to feel something else, or whether to express what you feel safely, coping mechanisms can help reduce stress and anxiety, but can also help you both understand how you feel and come to terms with it. Keep in mind that different types of stress or sadness can require different kinds of coping mechanisms. Going for a walk in nature helps me when I feel overwhelmed, for example, but not when I feel overwhelmingly lonely. That's when I end up telling some pair of teenagers who'd really just want to fuck off about how I saw a baby raccoon right there in that spot once and he didn't care that I was there, just went on cleaning himself for 15 minutes. It can be a bit like finding the right wrench for the bolt. So if a coping skill doesn't work for one thing, try it for something else. And remember, try to keep things positive. It's okay to have a few friends over for drinks. It's not okay to have a few drinks over as friends. Thanks for making some time to listen to my show today. I hope your day hasn't been too rough. And if it has been, I want to say good job carrying on anyway. I also want to thank my friend Reverb Immerstein for helping me record the song you heard earlier. For two guys with no budget and a walk-in closet turned vocals room turned guitar room, I think we got a really good sound. To all of you out there, if you want to say hey, you can find me on Reddit, Discord, and now on Instagram at Mr. Milton Bananas. That's M-R Milton Bananas. Give me a shout. I love to hear from listeners. Tell me about some of your coping mechanisms, or if you've made something you want to share, share it. Otherwise, cat memes are always welcome. If you've enjoyed the show today or have constructive criticism, please rate and review Stick It Out on your favorite podcast app. Until next time, be well out there, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>